Welcome to the Broadway show Uncut. Here Lies Love is Broadway's biggest party, a decade in the making. It's the revolutionary production about the former First Lady of the Philippines, Amelda Marcos. And Here Lies Love is the first Broadway show ever to feature an all-Filipino cast. I had a chance to talk to one of the stars of Here Lies Love, Conrad Ricamora. Let's talk about where you started with, with this show. Yeah, no, I started 11 years ago. I was in my third year of my MFA program at the University of Tennessee. And I saw uh, in the New York Times that David Byrne and Alex Timbers were doing a musical about Imelda Marcos that was set to pop rock R&B type music. And uh, that tends to sit well in my voice. So I asked my professor if I could fly up here to go to the open call. Wow. I waited in line at like 7 a.m. for the open call, got passed on to uh, callbacks the next day, and they asked me to call back again the next, the day after that, and I had, but I had to go back to school, and they said they were okay. And they called me while I was in my acting class to offer me the job. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's an incredible story though. Yeah. It, really, it really is. I love the fact that you said I have to go back to school. No, I had to go back because we didn't have any understudies. I was doing Kiss Me Kate at uh, the professional theater that my training program was attached to. And if I didn't show up, then the show wouldn't go on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were you and the understudy and the understudy. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I went and saw the show just recently and I, I, I walked out and I was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't, it didn't stop. Yeah. It was an incredible ride. Yeah. It's a little bit over 90 minutes. It's a sprint the whole time. And there is so much to look at. We're telling the story 360 degrees around the audience. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a wild, wild party. It's unlike anything I've ever done or an, unlike anything I've ever seen in a Broadway theater or any theater. We talk about an audience being a character in every show and you know, you feel in the audience. You're really, you're, you're with the audience though, oh, every yeah. night. Oh yeah, no, I mean, they are literally a character. There's no fourth wall. Uh, we have the characters in our show, which were real life political figures, are vying for the audience's support back and forth and a tug of war between the audience's affection between two different uh, people, two different political figures. Um, and the fact that we get to, you know, shake hands with the audience, get them to dance with us, get them to jump up and at our respective rallies uh, is something that is unlike anything I've ever done. Now, I didn't, I wasn't down below. I was in the, the seats. Do you guys go out and talk? Does somebody go talk to the audience and let them know what to expect? Or are they like cold in it? Well, I mean, when they, when an audience member buys a ticket, they do get a little run through, especially if they're on the floor, because it is such a different experience about what to expect. Uh, and then right away at the first number, boom, we're in your face and, and dancing with you and you're dancing back at us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, so they, they know a little bit what to expect, but uh, everybody that I've talked to comes away from it being like, I had no idea and you know, was completely in awe of uh, the, the stagecraft that has been, that, that happens during the show. 
Any audience in particular or incident in particular that stands out in your mind that was particularly <laughs> funny or a person that stands out in your mind? Well, oh, okay. Well, I mean, people are yeah, interesting. But, oh, yeah, no. Well, the, back at the public when we were doing it, uh, we couldn't figure out how to get the fire alarm to stop going off during the show because of the haze <laughs> that we were using. And Tyra Banks was there. And uh, so we had to stop the show, at, at, you know, right at uh, Child of the Philippines, my first number. And so we get back up. Uh, I have to hop back up onto this platform uh, and I slip and she like goes to touch my butt to push me up. And then she re like she's trying to help. Sure. Um, but she realizes everybody else is around. She was like, she, she backed away. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I want to tell her it's okay if you touch my butt to help me up because I understand you were trying to help the show go on. In case Tyra is watching. In case she's watching, yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure we get the message to right. her. No, I appreciate that. Um, this show is very meaningful to you, to your family. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you, you know, your father has to just... It's just to be amazing to oh, see you and, and watch you start from where you've started to where you are now. Yeah, no, my dad came over here from the Philippines when he was 11, and I don't think he ever thought that his Filipino brown-skinned son would be accepted in the entertainment industry, especially from where we've come uh, with Asian men in the entertainment mm -hmm. industry and how the horrible stereotypes that were just accepted in mainstream media uh, you know, that's all starting, has been evolving for the past few years. And uh, yeah, to see his son being celebrated uh, in uh, on Broadway in a leading role, uh, playing a political figure from his home country mm -hmm. uh, is, is huge. He's seen it 18 times. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, all the way back at the public. And then they came for opening night and they saw it every single day that they were here. It's oh, like, don't you guys want to go see the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. We have other things. Yeah. No, you're the main attraction. That's well, that's for sure. nice. I mean, they're 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 really supportive parents. So where yeah. where are they coming in from? Florida, they're Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where right. my so my dad was in the Air Force, and that's the last Air Force base that he was at. So they retired there. Wonderful. Yeah. It's really wonderful to see. Yeah. Uh, I know you've done a lot of other things. I don't know which ones you're able to talk about. Right. You know, there's some, uh, <laughs> but I know there's other uh, things on on stage that you've done as well. Yeah. No, I've been lucky to work with uh, you know doing soft power with uh, Janine Tesori and David Henry Huang, um, and that was an incredible experience to to work with both of them and mm -hmm. to see. It's, it's an interesting to do original work with the two of them and to see how quickly their minds work on the fly in the rehearsal room where Janine was like, she hears every single instrument in a huge orchestra. Right. We had like over a 20 piece orchestra for that show and she knew uh, how to tailor the songs to you as a performer. Uh, and the same with David, if a piece of dialogue wasn't working, he would, you know, in the room, just crank out something else on the fly. And uh, yeah, to work with two people just that are geniuses is, I never, I mean, I just feel lucky. <laughs> I, I think it's it's a beautiful thing and you you learn from everybody. Um, I want to go back real fast to the theater that you're in because I know that that is not, that is not a normal Broadway theater, obviously. Uh, and there was a lot of changes that um, went into that. It's just, it's really remarkable. Yeah. I mean, they, it's one of the reasons it took so long for Here Lies Love to get on Broadway in the first place is because it's a dance club. 
and there were not a lot of Broadway theaters that wanted to let Here Lies Love tear out the seats and completely renovate the mm -hmm. theater. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had to tear out the entire orchestra seating uh, for to turn this theater into a dance club. Uh, and it's also one of the biggest houses, I think, yes. on Broadway. I remember seeing um, uh, Miss Saigon and I was up in the nosebleeds and it was like watching, you know, almost like ants yeah. on stage. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that we have turned it into this club that surrounds the audience, even up into the mezzanine, where there's video screens that are, you know, on the sides mm -hmm. of them and we come up as performers, we go up into the mezzanine as well and engage the audience up there, which feels kind of special because in normal Broadway theaters, those are thought of as the cheap seats. Mm -hmm. And we get to interact with the audience members up there and, and, and really bring the entire theater together uh, for, a, for a night of a party. I think everybody feels like they're a part of the show. Yeah, yeah, I get that sense too. Is there anything you feel like you've learned over the years of, of doing this show, starting from the very, very beginning to where you are now on the story? the storyline and the history that is there because I think there's a lot that people walk in there with assumptions and walk out understanding a different story. Yeah, uh, it really has, it, it drives home for me and I think for, for everyone else that has been a part of it, how dangerous it is to idolize somebody blindly without questioning, especially political leaders, without questioning what they are actually doing with the money of the country, with their policies. Uh, somebody can be a very interesting figure. Uh, you know, I think we've seen that in American politics. Uh, you know, Imelda was certainly a superstar. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away from the fact that she, she and her husband stole billions of dollars from the Filipino people that could have gone to resources for education, for healthcare, for infrastructure. Uh, that is, they're still trying to recover to this day because they were spread across the world in different various bank accounts, mm -hmm. in different works of art um, that have not been recovered. So it's, it's, it, I think it, it's, it's so important to remember for us as individuals to think critically and not follow blindly anyone, to ask questions, uh, especially with our political leaders. Thank you so much. <sighs> yeah. That's gonna do it for the Broadway show Uncut. We're gonna be back next week with another good one. Till then, I'm Tamsin Fidel.